0: Jay here for Stretford Paddock, and this is the Devil's Podcast, and I will look at the right camera. Um, (laughs) Joining me are two of my favourite co-presenters, definitely in my top five, Um, Joe Smith.
1: Hello. (laughs) You're not even in my top five now, I've said that. Wow. One of my bottom five, and there is only five, so that's still the top five, congratulations. (laughs) For God's sake.
0: (laughs) Just some of the last we have here. Um, And also, Alex Baggers. what Joe said, yeah. Yeah, he's actually in my top one now, after you've just said that, bottom five. Um... Talking about bottom five, think, yeah. Manchester United. United. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say it. <laughs> we're no, not bottom like that. five. Yeah. That's are. literally are the worst link I've ever done in my life. We are, aren't we? We're fifteenth. No, that's, that's the no we're up to we're up to the dizzy heights of tenth now. I think. Are, are we? we? No, are
1: we? I don't know. I ain't checked the
0: table. I've, I've
1: got in the habit of not checking the table, Jay. If I'm honest, I, I'll I'll be honest with you. I stopped after the Spurs game. That was it. Right? Do you know when we, we signed Bruno in January, I hadn't been checking the table. Like yeah. i roughly knew because yeah. people tweet at us and we, obviously you can't help but see it in the job that we do. But I literally was like no, never paying attention to the table. And then Bruno comes in and we start winning every game. And I was like, well, yes. let me just see what that Premier League table We're say. Really like what, fifth? It ain't still fifth. <laughs> we won 10 in a row and it was still fifth. And then the last second we squeezed into the top <laughs> four I remember checking it thinking, should we be first by now? We've won every single game since January.
2: We're fifth. There was a point I went, we must be close to City. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting Liverpool, but we must be close. Oh, no, we're, we're 15 points 15? behind them still.
0: What? I love the way it was like you say it was like fifth races, and then it's like, oh, all, all of a sudden, we're third and the season's over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's like laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, this is live, so do get involved in the comments. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> Just remembered, have you? Just remembered. Just remembered, this is live. So Don't professional. Hey tell i've uh, been doing this for years so let us know what you think about anything manchester united related or otherwise <laughs> uh on the thumbnail it talks about paul Lebeal pogba we are going to talk about him but i want to talk about him briefly and then move on because i think we're all fed up with talking about paul pogba especially when he's not even playing he's barely you know what i mean he's not even starting for united at the minute and then he goes away on international duty and this is what are you are looking at Just
1: quick, have you got a bit of fishing line there on the sleeve of your jumper jay what is that
0: just me bit of fluff don't tell me missus um, <laughs> who's don't... bit of fluff oh. where did that come oh. from oh. I don't know what it is I don't know it's just you know <laughs> it's just where is general that things from? that accumulate yeah. it's probably one of my kids bit of fluff that they have on him I don't know Right, <laughs> Jay with his big that fluffy makes... kids <laughs> you know, just a bit of fluff on me
1: kid <laughs> I'm not trying to get in trouble,
0: J B. Came home from school once Suspicious. With a wrong, wrong bit of fluff, my <laughs> yeah, missus went mad. What's not that's not our yeah. second <laughs> kids looking like Sonny from Monsters In Big Fluffy kids. It? Right, <laughs> Paul Pogba. <laughs> yeah, Paul Pogba, right? We'll talk about it briefly because in the news. Uh Didier Deschamps, as they say in France, um, has spoken about Paul Pogba and how he's not playing for United and he should be and, and sort of the words to that effect. he won't we won't be happy that he's not playing, which is, you know, kind of a, a no shit Sherlock type statement. But Again, it brings this up. We had it last time, I think me and you, Joe, were doing a podcast um, when it was like, I think it was talk about Real Madrid. He mentioned Real Madrid. I mean, to be fair, Pogba, he's not said anything. This is just not Not this time. time. No, not this time. time. It's not his fault. Again, you know, he's back in the papers and then people start speculating. There was talk, I think, during the rounds earlier this week that maybe we'd lowered our asking price for him if he was to leave. I mean, share me your thoughts, Baggers. What do you make of it all?
2: Um, I mean, I covered it on the, on the news a bit this morning that, that Deschamps had said these things. And you kind of go, do you know what? Like, there was no need. Why did you have to? You don't need to bring... You could have said, look, Paul Pogba was not, obviously not playing at the minute, but he's looked good in training. He's going to play for us. That's all. That's what he could have said. But instead he said he's, he can't be happy at United. He couldn't be happy because he'd be playing every week. But that's... You know, it's not like Paul Pogba wasn't given the chances. He started a couple of games at the start of the season and he was very, very poor. Ended up coming off. He's looked good coming on as a sub now and again. And then he kind of got given that chance against Arsenal, where we played the diamond in midfield, where he was given that free role of, he didn't have to do any defensive work, he wasn't in the sitting two, he was in the free role that everyone said, do you know what, if you put Pogba further forward, he'll be great. And he looked shocking, and it wasn't a case of him looking out of position, he was slow on the ball, he looked sluggish and things like that, so rightly so, he's not played in the Everton game. And and we play we looked really good and I think that that balance in midfield I think there was a bit of debate we'll go on to our poll but there was a bit of a debate underneath the the Twitter poll saying that we should be playing Paul Pogba great and people going no the our Twitter best... poll that had nothing
0: to do with Paul Pogba nothing to do with Paul <laughs> Pogba becomes a debate we'll, we'll come <laughs> but <to
2: that. laughs> Fred McTominay and Bruno at this moment in time I think is probably our best midfield three in terms of balance for the team I think it works well with I think it works well with covering in positions where we're not maybe not as strong at, at the back as well. And, and Paul Pogba, just at the moment, doesn't fit into things. Um, I
1: think Anish there sums it up quite well, where he says, why can't international managers shut up about United players? And honestly, I couldn't really agree more with that, to be honest. I don't really see why. what the problem is. I don't see why people have to keep talking about United players. And Pogba, he's one who I've defended over the years, generally for how he's been on the pitch. I think he's been much better at United than people say he has. This season has been poor. I did. I criticised him a little bit when he came out and said the stuff about Real Madrid because I just again, it's one of them. What do you need to say that for? There's no need yeah, to yeah. say it. But this isn't Paul Pogba saying this. This is another manager where you think. Can't he just not say that? Can't he just allow I mean, a United player to just have a couple of weeks of not being in the papers because, oh, he's not happy, he wants to leave, blah, 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 blah. Like, this isn't Pogba's fault. Unless, um, unless you know, he's come out and said, oh, Didier, will you please say this about me being on... Like, which I don't imagine that he's done. And, you know, and again, it, it goes to show as well that the way that we view the whole Pogba situation, because when Donny van der Beek's agent or a, a part of his entourage, whoever it was, came out the other week and said it's not fair that Donny's not playing, The signing for all this money, he needs to play more games. No one was like, right, well, that's it, Donny wants to leave. Everyone said, well, that was just some bloke talking about Donny. But when it's Pogba and someone says, oh, he can't be happy, everyone goes, well, that's it, Pogba wants to leave then. Get rid of him, we hate him. I think this isn't poor Pogba's fault. And as much as, like I said, things in the past that Pogba has said and done, you do think, what have you said that for? I think we're kind of lumping it all in together and like, adding up to a, another level of why we don't like Paul Pogba when he hasn't done anything wrong here.
0: No, I agree. I don't think he's done anything wrong. He can't help it if his, his manager comes out and comments on it. And I think what chump said was pretty bland, even being honest. it wasn't yeah. like anything where you go, really? What? What? Paul yeah. Pogba doesn't like the fact he's not playing all the time. And that he's United. playing badly as well. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. This is a, a revelation. Quick. You know what I mean? Stop the front pages. But again, it's just that thing where we have an international break. And Papa's name comes up again, and it, you know, whether it's him saying something, whether it's his manager, like you said there, Joe, it all seems to get sort of uh, moulded into one. And the, the, the sad thing is, I think a lot of fans, even off the back of something like this, where, as you said, it's nothing to do with him mm. in terms of what, what's been said, it makes fans just think, oh, I'm sick of him. And not all, and not yeah. all fans, and the, about, but some fans.
1: Whether you're a supporter of Man United, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Jay hit me with another one. Villa. Villa. The easiest way to watch all English Premier League action this season is with ExpressVPN. Not only that, but ExpressVPN lets anyone in the world, no matter where you live, access the cheapest Premier League subscription on the planet. Now, who knows where you're from? Who knows where you live? All I know that in England, where we are, it's too expensive to watch football, especially with the bloody pay-per-views. Isn't that right, boys? Correct. Yeah. correct absolute madness instead of paying for an expensive satellite cable package you can watch all live epl games and full replays for less than four quid a month on peacock premium now what's the catch jay i hear what you're asking i can hear it i can hear your eyes saying it the only way to access peacock premium is if you live in the united states now that's a problem well here's a fix to that problem ExpressVPN lets you change your online location to a country of your choice, so you can access the content that's otherwise locked in your region. You'll get access to all 380 of this season's Premier League games, plus hundreds of shows like Saturday Night Live, American Ninja Warrior, and Peacock Originals like Brave New World. Just fire up ExpressVPN, connect to the United States, subscribe to Peacock, and watch. Now, all you got to do is go to expressvpn.com extra to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN and a one-year package. And this goes for everyone, not just international viewers. Expressvpn.com extra for three months free. Expressvpn.com extra. And the other side of this, like you said there about Paul Pogba not being happy, would you rather that he was happy? Would you rather that he was just quite content with being a substitute for Manchester United, not playing very well, not playing in the... like? Would you rather that he was just like, oh fuck it, I'm getting paid three hundred grand a week, who cares whether I play or not? You want him to be unhappy when he's playing badly. You want him to be disappointed that he can't get in the first team for Manchester United. All of these things are, you know, something that suggests that he wants to change things or that he wants to be in the first team or that he's going to try and do these things. For me i'm glad that he's unhappy obviously i don't i would prefer we were in a situation where he didn't have to be but the situation he's in right now of course he's going to be disappointed that goes without saying surely and
2: yeah? even if he goes into even if he wants he wants this dream move to madrid if he wants this move to madrid that he said you know he fancies a change would like to work on his aunt, all these different things you know he's going to be unhappy because he needs to if you can't get in the midfield with fred mctominy in it you know, you're know, you not exactly top of the top of the tree to go, get picked by a club like Real Madrid. They're not, if you're not getting into that midfield, if you can't f- force your way past them, maybe they're going, well, maybe he's not that good, maybe he's not quite like that, which we all know that Pog- Paul Pogba at the top of his game is is a world-class footballer. And as people mentioned, his inc- inconsistencies and things like that, I think that the last 12 months for Paul Pogba, I think people are discounting his injury that he had that kept him out for most of last season. He, came, he rushed back, got rushed back into the team after after the coronavirus break, and did very well considering he'd not played any football. And then even the start of this season, you know, there are question marks over how he's been at the start of the season. He's not looked great, but he has just, he, you know, he had COVID himself. He needed a bit of time to to get back into things, and people just ignore that. People ignore that that was the case, and just say, Do you know what, Paul Pogba, he's never been good for us. Get rid of him, which is it's just not true it's a lie and if you discount all those injuries you know you're not going to see the real Paul Pogba and you know there's times especially with the French team you, you can see a different level but and there are different players around him there are you know when Kante's around him he does look better he can play in that sitting role a little bit better I think Kante does a little bit more work than he has a little bit more quality than say what Fred has but does the same kind of work and that together means that Paul Pogba can kind of play that that position that we all want him in, where he can do but the box-to-box, box, but he does have a bit of freedom and stuff like that. And, and right now, he's not quite fit, he's
0: not quite firing, and he's not quite fitting into Manchester United. Um, just looking at some of the comments, people saying Luke Shaw is out, out for a month. I don't know if that's yeah, been, I had been, been confirmed, yeah. if you have yeah. a little check on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, quite a lot of people sort of saying, that, you know, um, Oli should pack his bags, Bruno, Donny, Fred, better than Pogba, simple as that. Um, it seems like a lot of people sort of jumping on Pogba's case and I can understand why there's a lot of frustration with him because of everything we've, we've spoken about but I've always got that feeling that if we sell Paul Pogba we won't replace him mm. adequately and I think that he is a player that we need.
1: Mm. Uh, but it's def- like like you said it, when, in terms of replacing him, that's the worry isn't it and if we did sell him let's say we got 80 million for him whatever it may be I've got a sneeze right on the tip of my nose Um, if we did replace him or if we did sell him we've got 80 million for him let's say again you don't you don't assume that we're going to spend 80 million on the next best midfielder in the world you don't assume we're going to spend 80 million on Haaland or whoever it may be you think we'd sell him and we'd probably spend between 100 and 150 million quid again like like we have been doing but we just have a slightly lower net spend that year. <laughs> that's what if that's what my instinct yep. would be. Yeah. We wouldn't sell him and spend 250 million because we've got an extra 100 million from Paul Pogba. We'd probably spend what we always spend. We'd spend 40 on this, 50 on that, 30 on that and 220s and that'd be it. And then we'd just move on and we'd go, "Hang on a sec, we probably would have bought those same players if Paul Pogba was there." So yeah, that's 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 always a concern. But then At some point, you just have to despair, don't you? Because it's almost damned if you do, damned if you don't. If he wants to go and he, you know, he doesn't want to be there, that's one thing. But you almost feel like it's such a shame that you have to justify the sale of players based on whether you think the owners that supposedly want United to win trophies will replace that person. Like, we shouldn't have to do that. That should go without saying that if you sell one of your best players, and let's not forget as well, one of the most marketable, most famous. You know, best brands in football. I know that's a bit no, gross, no, I and get a bit it, I get all that it, off the field it. stuff. But you do have to take that into account as a club. If we sell that player, surely we're going to replace them with, in theory, someone better. But again, you don't really feel like they will do that. Well, it's just sad. No, isn't I mean, it?
0: some people say in the comments that Van der Beek was brought in as a Pogba replacement. I had the argument that Bruno was brought in as a Pogba replacement when we brought him in because yeah. everyone expected Paul Pogba to go. I, I I I sort of have a feeling that maybe. Probably missed the boat a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think maybe and you know, through no fault of his own necessarily, but he came out of that statement didn't he, a little while ago when he said, you know, I want a new challenge, and everyone thought that's it. This summer he'll go because he's literally yep. in an interview said, I want to go and, and get a new challenge. There's no, you know, discrepancies or there's no debate there. He's saying it on camera. I want a new challenge, and I thought, okay, that that will probably happen this summer then, and it didn't. And I think that the, you know, the likes of Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juve just didn't have the money, couldn't pay the money that United have wanted for him. Now, I know there's talk of maybe United lowering the price, but you wonder whether one of those clubs I mentioned are going to come in for him and come in with an offer good enough to, to tempt him. I think Barcelona, didn't they put an offer in for him a few years ago where it was like 40 million plus... Two players no one wanted. Yeah, Remina and someone else, Gomez or whatever it was. It was just like... Xavi. Yeah. yeah, it was just... He was 42. <laughs> it was know, just it.
2: Like, <laughs> he was currently coaching in Qatar. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was just offered,
0: ridiculous. That. It was sort of half-hearted. And I wonder now whether maybe he's... Stuck a little bit in the fact that he'd rather get a move he can't. So, okay, I'm not saying he doesn't shrine, he does give his all when he's, he's here or whatever, but he'd rather be somewhere else. But, you know, no one's coming in with the money that would take him I anywhere. I think this else. is a little bit with the
2: same thing with the Glazers themselves, you know, and, and the planning they've done with these contracts that they've given out and just said, you can have one here, have one here, have one here. And you've, you've put these players on these wages without having a plan to, do you know, what? You could see, some, you can see sometimes when players get a new contract that they're doing it. Because in the next summer they're going to sell them for more money. Harry Maguire at Leicester, prime example. Yeah, he got a new contract after that window that United didn't get him for fifty million, and they knew that next summer someone's going to come back in for him. And under that new contract, that was it. But you've only still got that short window. You've only got that one or two years, and you've got to get the wage right. And, and the thing with Pogba is he's on three hundred grand a week, and unless you're three hundred plus, if you don't spend the money, you're on laughing him, at.
1: I'm just, uh, just what Alex is saying. We always do this, but uh, yeah, we're I stuck. Gotcha. We're,
2: now, we're now kind of stuck with a Paul Pog, but that maybe doesn't fit into our team and that we can't actually get a lot of money for. It's the same thing with David De Gea. Mm. You know, we, we had this debate at the start of the season about is it Henderson or De Gea? And you kind of went, well, do you know what? If Henderson came in, it wouldn't be a bad thing. But you're like, well, where does De Gea go? Who's yeah. going to spend 375 do it, yeah. grand a week because you've got to match his wages at least and pay 30, 40 million on, on a goalkeeper? There's no one, no one around to do that anymore. And you, you're now stuck with a player that you're not quite sure. And look, De Hay has been very good and Pogba at times has been still very good un, under this new contract. But at the same time, if you do what Liverpool did with the Coutinho thing and have the you get the right price, wages aren't too they bad. How they did mean, they done. do that? 145 million. Liverpool get 120 or 130 like, or, or
1: whatever it was now. for Coutinho, a player who is a good player, yeah. he's a good player, he's, he's, right. he's quite creative, yeah. he's not bad, he, he, he plays on the left wing but he's not quick. He, like He's a good player but he doesn't really fit any system perfectly as we found from the fact that he can't
0: get a game at Barca, goes
1: to Bayern, they haven't renewed. Like, He's a good player, but £140 million
0: for him. Just before that disappears. Clinton Newman yeah. says, if you give him a new contract and put a proper project, project even, plan in front of him, he will stay. Maybe. Maybe. But um, again,
1: like, like Alex was saying before, every other club the like, right, here's what we're going to do. Give him a contract, and then next year, someone will have to pay even more for him. It's going to be it's a brilliant plan. We go, right, Phil Jones, give him a big contract, and then next year, Everton will have to pay £70 million for him because yeah. he's on 200 to week. And everyone's like,
2: no, we're not... What are you on about? You're giving him 200
1: grand a week. You know, the and same thing with the Herrera. Same
2: with Herrera as well. If you'd have just kept, if you'd have just given Herrera a little raise 12 months before, you know, before all this oh, contract, no, oh, no. you give him that little bit of a raise before we sign Sanchez. You give him the raise. You go right there. You go. Then when it comes round to it, you've got a choice of right. We've got to play 150 grand a week. Who we like, who's good. He can stay on that for another couple of years, or we sell him for 40 million. PSG will snap our hand off for that. And, and then you've got money to spend, but instead, no, let's run that one down, but we'll keep Phil Jones on 200 grand a week, whatever he's on. And we're, just, we're stuck with players we don't want, and even our sellable assets
0: are on so much money, we can't sell them. Uh,
2: and that's the thing. It's, it's, great, <laughs> it's, it's a horrible it? I love it. situation. Guys,
0: do, do hit the like button as well if you're watching, don't forget to hit like. Uh, Anish Joshi says, I miss Herrera, I do too, but you know. But so would you want to be anywhere so else,
1: boys? We don't have to deal with players or agents or managers or anything. But, God, we love it, don't we, uh, <laughs> Fire crazy. Around Entertainment love it, says,
0: ain't hitting no like button when they are biased. Always cover up how bad Ollie is and always blaming players. Yeah. Not really, yeah. to be honest with you. I think we've been critical of Ollie at the time I when he needs criticism. And I think we've criticised and praised Players, when they deserve praise, and I think it's a fair assessment. It's a question whether Paul Popper wants to be here and whether he's done enough, especially this season. And it's a question that you know everyone's asking.
1: Olive um, Oli got it wrong against Arsenal, he was shit against Arsenal, bad tactics. We got outplayed. Can you have a light now, please? He <laughs> yeah. was
2: right. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, Istanbul, he got it all wrong.
2: Didn't sort his defence out. Uh, Red United
0: strong. view says, Pogba has played well six or seven times in three years. No, that's not That's not true. Not true. That's he, played, very he played
1: very well at least 15 times in a row or 10, 12 times in a row when Oli first took over. Yeah. He was good in every one of those games. He was also very good in every game, except maybe the severe match from when Bruno came in as well. Yeah, that's I mean, at least 25. Do you remember what like, the thing was, right? But, I, yeah.
0: During lockdown, everyone was like, Bruno, we don't need Pogba. We've got Bruno, Pogba's overrated, let him go. The Spurs game first game back after lockdown Pop was on the bench comes off the bench changes the game
1: Runs the and wins the like, penalty
0: wins the penalty and everyone's like actually <coughs> it's all right. yeah maybe we do need Pop Popper and whether you like him or not he's a very talented player and as we've all mentioned you know it, what would happen if he went we'd probably you know not replace him or we'd, we'd miss him mm. either or um, so I don't think it's too harsh to sort of question this board about selling him and the
2: I think there's, the minute? there's a few more comments in there saying excuses for Paul Pogba. We need to be we need to be very neutral about Paul Pogba and say, look, he's a very good footballer. He is inconsistent at times, and there's reasons about injuries and stuff like that that he's not doing too well. If he goes. We need to get the money for him. If he stays, he's gonna do we need to find the way to, to make it work for Paul Pogba. Both of those things can be right at the same time.
1: I've just come up with a solution, boys. Go on. Go on. You Go said on. if we sell him, you worried that we won't spend the money on someone. Right. You said that if we give him a new contract, you're worried that no one will be able to afford him. I see where you're going with this. Let his contract run down, let him live on a free. That way we get no money, but that way we can't misspend that money. We don't upgrade his contract, but that way we can't give him too much money. It makes total sense. Let him live on a free. Embarrass us all for the sake of fixing your two little problems That's there. Like, they to, to Juventus. That, that thoughts?
0: That's like saying I'm going to burn down my house so I don't have a tie in my room.
1: Honestly, Jay, <laughs> I've considered it. <laughs> if the EWS1 fire safety rating in my flat wasn't so abysmal, I might damage the lives of others. I might well have done it
0: by now. Um, uh, Kerry uh, Skates says selling 50 million by Open Meccano. It doesn't yeah, right. Um, <laughs> listen, Moving on from Paul Pogba. Just, uh, just to
1: go on. Sorry, just I know we said before about the Man United talking about Luke Shaw. Oh yes. He sorry. will be out for a month. He will uh, with a hamstring injury, yes. Great. Good job we've sent Salas to
0: Brazil, Brazil. wherever he's gone, yeah, hopefully his, yeah. come yeah. back. So, right as out for a month. Like, the only, he the he only good away. thing
2: about that is he can get hopefully a bit of match sharpness without affecting us. Mm. That's the only good news of that. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a positive. Sending someone to Brazil, just, that's been injured or oh, been out for COVID for two weeks. Just but quickly on Luke it. Shaw,
0: because I'm going to get to our poll in a minute. But Luke Shaw didn't feature on it. But thoughts on Luke Shaw this season?
2: Been okay. Mm. Is about. I think in, at times I think he's been. No better. need to be that emphatic. Come I on. think he's been good at times and done. He's been. He's not been that much out of position at times. Mm. That. But he still doesn't. He's done a couple across the last two games. Everyone got. Oh, he's had two crosses. He's, he's had two assists in two games. Yeah, but he's had two assists in the past forty as well. When you yeah. look at that.
1: And, and do you know you got? Everyone's got mates who, when you go out drinking, they start throwing chairs about. They start scrapping. They start trying to fight with like the bouncers and that. And you're like, honestly, you've got to stop being yeah, you're that, that guy you're in your I'm gang. not. No, I'm not that one. <laughs> but like, we can't go out with you anymore. If you if you're gonna be like, if you're gonna be like a that. pure dickhead every time I go out, I was like, oh, I won't, I won't. And then you go out a couple of times, and all he is is sick on you. <laughs> But he didn't, he didn't try and fight anyone, he just threw up on us. You're like, you right. know what, Andy's got a lot better on a night out. Yes, I've had to buy two new pairs of jeans, but at least he ain't not tried to fight a bouncer. That's where we are with Luke Short. <laughs> You're like, well, he hasn't been awful, so he must have been great. When really, like you said, he's, he's got two assists in a week, which that's good for a left back, that is good. But when you actually look at the whole season, the amount of balls crossed to the back post where he's not there. We saw it against Palace, we saw it where he's nowhere near the second goal uh, in Turkey. We've seen it multiple times at the end of last season in the severe match, ball crossed either from his side or to his side, and men just running at the back post, tapping balls in. Like, that's not good enough, is it? When you're a defender, you have to defend. If you're a fullback, you defend your edge of the, of the goal from the post outwards. If you're receiving the cross, you can't let people overlap you. Yeah? You can't let people put crosses in all the time, and he's still doing that.
0: Clinton Newman says, tell us his love, tell us his life tell us is going to be the best thing since sliced bread.
1: I hope so. Yeah. What is the best thing since sliced bread? What would you say it's internet, is it? Let's be honest. It's internet. Probably is. It's internet. It is. <laughs> the best thing. I'd say even well, including you've asked the bread. question and answered it without You've well, done like a stay. All right, like, then, Anyone, Any other answer is wrong Because I knew your yeah. answer would be boring Jay If well, I were to ask you Because right. what would you say You'd say the turnstile or something <laughs> wouldn't you What do you think Jay
0: The spinning Jenny Yeah exactly actually. What would uh, you say Revolutionise the cotton industry in Manchester The
1: best thing since sliced bread Honestly Jay what do you think You're not allowed the internet Because that's my one You were annoyed that I said it So you have to pick something else And unique and better Go on If you're so hard
0: <laughs> where I'd where say, we going I'd, say the, uh, the best, <laughs> I'd say I'd the, say The Bessemer Smelting process Go
1: on Bechamel what? <laughs> <laughs> Say again You just,
0: you just said words He
1: muddled there. over the word Because he's not Quite sure I of the didn't muddle over the word It's the <laughs> Bessemer Smelting process <laughs> <Bessemer>, I've <smelting, laughs> said it correctly
0: That is the best thing Since sliced bread Alright um, What do you think it is I don't know Honestly no. Unlimited coffee Free
1: With a promise To pay £20 a month There I No I'd say
0: Like you're
2: saying The internet
0: Yeah well, computers. Computers is better than the internet. No, it's not. You have an internet without computers. Oh, really? Oh, you're yeah. computer what, you're saying a internet? Tamagotchi then? That's
1: a computer. Is that better than the internet? Well, but the Tamagotchi's got a computer in it. weird that you said that. Look at c- computers. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Why is it weird? I'm going to say the internet. Yes, we need computers to use it, but that's like saying sliced bread. Bread. So you advocate grooming. <laughs> Excuse me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say. i tell you what,
1: if this is a-, a link into a Manscaped advert, you've got the wrong podcast, <laughs> my friend. Because that's the only type of grooming I'm into. (laughs) Right, mate. We put our poll on Facebook and on Twitter. Actually, it wasn't on Facebook. It was only on Twitter. And we've been asking. Jay said, "Okay, it's early days, but to settle an argument we've had in the office, Jay, Joe, and Alex, who's been United's best player so far this season? The options we gave you were Marcus, Fred, and Bruno. Did anyone
0: guess who would pick those ones? Someone
1: said uh, that they thought you were saying Marcus, I was saying Fred, and that Alex was saying Bruno." Uh, and I said they got one out of three right. Nice um, three, yeah. I, I I wanted Bruno. Jay obviously wanted Marcus because he said multiple times on this channel, no matter what he does, he's my favourite player of all time now. <laughs> and uh, Alex said Fred and. I <laughs> mean, somewhat choice. surprisingly, despite the fact that Marcus has been our top goal scorer this season, I think he's got three assists as well as seven goals. He came bottom in this list yeah. of, those, of those three options. Fred coming second with 31%, Marcus with 11%. And Bruno, 11%. so far, uh, according to 6,000 votes we've had from Strip for Paddock fans, uh, 57% of the vote has gone to Bruno Fernandes uh, as our best player so far this season. Are you a little bit surprised how few votes Marcus got there? Even some comments saying... Marcus who? Because you're sure they don't mean Marcus Rashford. He's been, like, he's not very really I mean, good.
0: I know what you mean, but I've said many times, oh, I love Marcus Rashford A what, what a bad word said about him. But I think he's, he deserves to be in a conversation. I think, I think that he's not like, he's not you like... I can't believe what you said about me before. <laughs> we'll move on. We'll, we'll talk about that off air. I've got, got a lot to say about that, mate. Honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like Tourette's. It just comes out of me. <laughs> I'm on tablets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I think he's had, think he's had a, a good season and he's had a couple of outstanding mm, games. Hot. Like, he had the, obviously the hat trick, the game in PSG, not necessarily outstanding games, but outstanding moments. Like, the goal in PS, against PSG, the goal against Brighton. And I think he deserves to be in a conversation. But I, um, you know, I, 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 I it pains me to say you're probably right. And I'm not just saying that because of what I shouted at you before.
1: <laughs> I'm on <the> tablet <laughs> Um, you said I Fred. didn't hear
0: what he
2: said. By the way, before he, whatever he screamed, at him, I said Fred. Fred's kind of been the unsung hero a little bit in a lot of things, and I think that when Fred's had a good game, so have Manchester United so far this season. I think that the game Everton proved it. I mean, Bruno took obviously a lot of the headlines for getting the two goals and the assist, or the assist. Whether you're gonna you can't give Marcus that goal, can you? Has he even argued No, yeah, It's yeah. two goals he's, and an assist. He's, he's, yeah. he's, it's all no, for, no, even I can't even argue that can't one. Do, that. But anyway, I think Fred in that game just, you know, covered all the ground ground and made everything tick. And is the reason why, you know, that that Ollie wants to play the system at the minute because I think Fred and McTominay together is a great pairing and I think that it allows Bruno to do what he did at the weekend, which is get Gamble a bit more and get into the box. Have a little bit more of a free role and not have to look over his shoulder as much as when he does when maybe you're playing the diamond or maybe you have Paul Pogba behind him or maybe you know if you're playing the three with Matic as the one sitting. I think that Fred does a lot of that work and I think that he's been very, very good this season.
0: Um, just a couple of comments What I want to read out. Andrew Rogers, the European Cup Winners' Cup, is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well said. Um, Ollie Jen says, The fact that you think Marcus is to be involved this season is ridiculous, especially when you consider that you guys probably think Martial has been our worst. Well, I'm, I'm um, the last. For starters, I'm the last person who will ever put Marcus and Martial against each other. I don't get that argument at all. And also, Martial. The reason i have not mentioned him in this conversation is because I don't even think even the most ardent Ma- Martial fan will claim he's been. One of our best players this season. Marcus has got seven goals in three assists. I think marshall has got a couple in the Champions Martial League. hasn't had got a shot red card and an own goal. And it, yeah. yeah, so you know, I'm all for sticking up for and, Tony M. I love the guy, but I'm not about to say this is a season where so far you say he's been one of our best and, players because he hasn't. And look, the decision he made against Spurs, for as much as you can gloss over it and say it was soft
2: sending off, you know that that rash thing he did in that second didn't just affect that one result, which. You don't know, you know, was it 2-1 at the time when he did that? Uh, you know, yeah. If you keep that game to well, 11 well, men, if you keep that game to 11 men, there's a chance that we come back in that game because I don't think Tottenham were that good. I think that we just, you know, I think that with 10 men, we didn't quite adapt. But also the three games after that that it affected, you know, the Newcastle game, we struggled for the first hour or so to get going. The Arsenal, the Chelsea game, would never look like we were going at them. And if you have a Marshall in there, I fancy us to beat them. And the same thing against Arsenal. If, if he doesn't do that, that's... We've dropped five points in those games, and that for one little thing, that one mistake he's made. Now the other thing is the mistake of not signing a backup striker earlier, so that he was fit at the start of the season, is also that. But to to make that little mistake, that stupid decision he made to just do that in a game, you know, has maybe cost us five points at, at least three.
0: Mm. Where where do you stand on on Fred? He's obviously getting a lot of love. Um, Ollie rates him, and there's been performances from Fred. I remember the one at Etihad where we beat him in the league. Well, I thought he was mm. fantastic. Um, you mentioned Goodison. Uh, he was my man of the match at Goodison, despite the fact Bruno obviously run the show. And I think that's—I know that sounds a little bit like, oh, you're trying to be hip? Ooh. Yeah. Because Bruno was obviously... I can see above the goals and yeah, assists. It's like, uh, if, it's you so actually, if it's you're a football purist, yeah. you'll notice that Fred, uh, it was actually, you know, his xG was mint or whatever they say. <laughs> Um, <laughs> xt yeah tackles. yeah I have <laughs> no idea about <laughs> stats tackle, yeah. I'm not that guy but I just thought it yeah. was a real barnstorming inside performance right to the end as well like he was you know he was picking out passes he was getting involved he was getting in tackles he was doing everything you'd want from a midfielder so my point is you've seen this in glimpses we've we've seen him have good spells you mentioned mm-hmm. um, the 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 pog spell earlier but I thought Fred had a great spell for a time under Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah there still seems to be those question marks you know can he fit into a DM role is he a is he a midfielder that you can rely on without Scott McTominay mm. alongside him for example and the you, you know do you have to sort of sacrifice a Pogba or a Van mm. der Beek to play Fred because you've got to have McTominay there which undermines the argument he should be in the team one thing i would say about fred is i think if you i, I do still think we are yet
1: to find the perfect partner for fred um i, I like i like a lot of, about mcTominay but i don't quite think he has either the defensive assuredness of Matic or the creativity of van der Beek or Pogba, but then can you put someone who's a more creative... The great thing, again, McTominay's great because he's industrious, he's physical, he's strong, he's quicker than he looks, he's good at covering ground, certainly over longer distances he can sort of get back and track well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Fred was the standout in that game, certainly against Everton in that midfield, um, I would say, obviously, alongside Bruno and Maguire, who I thought was also brilliant, aerially especially. Um, But I always wonder with Fred, there are certainly massive limitations to his game. Like, he can't play a through ball particularly well. He can't shoot particularly well. He's not, you know, sometimes I question his positioning. But in that Everton game where he was just everywhere, he's the sort of player that, because we're United fans and because... You know, obviously, we're the fans of the club he plays for, but because the expectations are so high, if he was just, if he was playing for Leicester, or if he was playing uh, for you know for Wolves or Sheffield United or someone who is a, a good mid-table team but doesn't have the pressure of Manchester United, he would be linked with all the top clubs. I think of the uh, the way he's played and the expectations you would have of him playing for another team. You would say, you know, he he covers ground brilliantly. He never stops working. He's great at interceptions. He's great at winning the ball back. He's dogged. He'll have those things where he's alongside someone and he'll tackle him two, three, four times to get the ball back off him. He's got a lot of qualities that you'd love to have in a player,
0: but you just think, is he really that top, top level? Can you just stop the comments for a minute so I can just read a couple of them? Go on. Um,
1: But yeah, I, I think he's been really good recently. I do worry or I wonder more, you know... Can he play next to Pogba? Can he play next to Matic? Can he play next to Bruno or uh, 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 sorry, Donny? Or can he only really play next to McTominay because he needs someone bigger but who's also got the energy that Matic doesn't have? Like, you know, because I don't think McTominay and Fred, there are a lot of limitations in those two players and they're taking up two out of three slots in the midfield. But with them in midfield we've won some big games and some crucial games this season so maybe we're sort of looking for someone to be have a world-class passing range or to score goals from deep but maybe we don't really need that sometimes you have to sort of come to the realization that actually we need them to do the jobs that they have to do very well and then let other players do the rest because
2: it's working you look at how you look at how Liverpool set up they have almost three of those players in there they don't have a Say a creator in midfield that does the job, but their front three and their fullbacks do a lot of the work mm. for them. Whereas United at the minute, I think that the one thing is, if you play McTominay and Fred, if you had, you know, if you'd have had a right winger with a bit more pace about him or something, you know, or a, a prime matter on on Sunday, I think that that front three and that front
0: four alone does the job for you. You know, that'll right. that no, does. Sorry, that. go back to where it was. There was a couple of comments there that I wanted to read out. I don't know where they've gone. You just moved off them. So that front four does
2: that, but I think without that, you know, you you need that one more player in there. You need that one more creator in there. But instead, you end up having, you know, you you kind of feel oh, like so, you yeah, do leave it you do lose a bit of that creativity because I think that we're still lacking something up front. I think we're still lacking mm. someone on the right hand side and things like that. And I think that that's probably the thing. You know, Liverpool set up with two very defensive players at the weekend, but had four forwards who. Apart from Firmino, who we're not going to get into, but they're all, you know, attacking. They all they all look comfortable in their positions. Whereas United, we're still lacking something on the right hand side, and mm. I think that you can't just play with two because you are, you know, you're either playing a Dan James or you play in a matter and Greenwood, who's constantly drifting inside and can get, you know, kind of get in the way of different. You know, him and Martial can sometimes not quite work as as that front three. And, you know, Greenwood's had some good runs of games, but at times he's also looked, you know, out not, you know. At the minute, he's not not in the squad, certainly, even, is he? No. Um, So, I think that without that, without one more creative player in midfield, Mm. when you don't play with Matic and then with the two ahead, I think you're still missing something forward. But I think if we'd have got a Jaden Sancho, I think you could have played that system every single week because I think there's enough there.
0: Mm. Um, Just looking at the comments, two tears. Yep, Says two tears in the bucket. Lads, I get it. Fred works hard, but he's the most basic midfielder you'll ever see. If Canty signed, he'd never get in the squad again. Props to him, like, but damn, I mean... I don't. That's that's, that's, that's nonsense. If Cant- Canty signed Fred, and never get in the squad again, just isn't true. And sometimes I don't think he's the most basic, but sometimes you need someone who will do the sort of nitty gritty stuff mm. because you need someone who's just going to get hold of the ball and give it to a red shirt. And that's what Fred was doing all afternoon. Um, because that's the on thing, Saturday, and that's sometimes what we're lacking. Just someone who does say that, say that, that as basic as well, stuff.
1: That, you know, he's a bit basic, and he is a bit basic. But when you've got Bruno, who's anything but basic, and Pogba the same, and who He's, he's good at doing the basic stuff but he's getting on a bit and then you know you actually look through the team we don't really have many people who do the all energy sprinting around tackling basic stuff and you, sometimes you need someone to do that and it's all well and good saying well anyone can do the basic stuff but when people don't then you need someone that actually does do it you can't just say yeah. well, there's loads of people who can play at basic well when the rest of our team don't who is actually going to do it Fred does it
2: my,
0: my exactly worries another, sorry just quick I just want to go through somebody's comments sorry um Tariqul Kandka kandkar says, Fred Mctominay should not be starting. I'm sorry I got your name. I butchered your name there. Apologies. Uh, should not be starting, but we simply don't have a natural CDM because Matich is way too slow and simply not good enough anymore. Is that fair?
2: I don't know. I think the system, Oli likes it. Oli likes playing the two-sitting. Two he has done for a lot of his time. And even when Pogba's fit, I still think he likes playing the two-sitting. The criticism of Fred is, can he do it on his own? Can he do that work when he's got a Pogba next to him? Can he do it with Pogba? You know, Pogba Fernandez. Can he do it with a Pogba and Van der Beek? Can he do it with Fernandez and Van der Beek together? Because obviously, you want to you want to get as many creative players on as you can. But I don't think there, there can be a criticism of when those two play together. And I think even when Fred's had someone industrious next to him, he is very very good. Now maybe he can improve a little bit on that. It's that collection off the back four that I think panics everyone a bit. You know, there's that. I flash back to the, the Ollie's first season when where he just finished his caretaker and I think he was picking the ball up in between the two centre centre halves. I think we can see two or three goals where someone just pickpocketed him and scored. I still think everyone has that bit of a panic that he can't do that and he isn't comfortable doing that, whereas players like Matic Matic does that no problem and he's very comfortable doing that. And that was everyone was screaming out for that kind of player in the in the summer. But I like the two in midfield. I like I like doing that. Maybe it's maybe it's almost replacing McTominay with someone that's maybe a little bit better on the ball that might be the, the way forward that's not it's still defensive but maybe can be a bit more pro-
0: progressive in the comments people were comparing McTominay to Darren Fletcher um, and I think that whilst people go he's not as good as Darren Fletcher whatever, you have to remember I think you've made this point a few times Joe that m- when everyone was fit most of Darren Fletcher's United career he wasn't first choice there was a couple of no. seasons where he was Um, and McTominay's almost like that I know it's different standards now to to what it was then but McTominay is for me a good squad player who you know if everyone's fit probably doesn't start
1: and he has certain games where he's the most crucial player on the team or where you bring him on and he does a role or you know against not just the goal but against Man City the game the last home game before lockdown I thought it was brilliant throughout the game or, or, or f- all the game that he played I just thought sometimes you, you have to have someone in there who I know is oh, a bit of a passion merchant all that stuff but again sometimes passion. you need a little bit of that sometimes passion. you need people screaming at other, everyone else and, and dragging people up with you so yeah I think he's definitely got a, PS- a massive role to the play the
2: PSG game a prime example this year where you needed someone that wasn't going to play in man-mark, Neymar and Mbappe, but you knew that they were going to go down that left-hand side and you knew that Wambasaka was good, you knew Twanzé was good, but McTominay was always making that third man, was always doubling up on them, helping, him, helping out. And they're the kind of roles that Darren Fletcher used to do. When, when they played against a better player, he was the one that had to go over and cover a little bit. McTominay's got a bit of size about him as well, does a little bit in the air a bit better than some of them mm. players. And I think that, look... McTominay will never be our standout player he'll never be that but he's a a quality he's a very good footballer and very good squad player for Man United and I think Fred McTominay at this moment in time
0: will be around for a long time because I think they're always going to do that job for Man United Mm. Um, Just looking at the comments as well um, Parish Council says we have been using two holding midfielders to protect Harry we haven't know, have we? Um, to be honest with you. I think that's... It's not nothing... I don't think that's anything to do with protecting Harry. I think it's when Ollie fears the I'll other side about midfield. We even yeah, had Harry yeah the we've, we've, we've had this before. Um, Anish Joshi. Anish says, are you guys worried about us not scoring many from corners considering we've got Maguire and McTominay who are supposedly good in the air? I think that's a bit of a myth with Maguire. I think he the came to his with, with his reputation. He scores from corners. Chris Smalling. Had a better goal scoring record than Harry Maguire. That wasn't why mm. we got him. You don't buy a defender because he scores goals. He doesn't, unless he's Steve Bruce. Mm. I think Harry Maguire scored against us for Leicester, so everyone thought, and he scored for England in the World Cup with a header. And think, oh, he's goal- he-, he scores goals from corners. He doesn't really. He's got,
1: a- and yeah. he's got a few. Yeah, but he's he like, not. I'm not Chelsea, worried about scored, him not against against Newcastle. Like no. that's not. No, like, no. I'm not
0: going over. Oh, he's not scoring from corners. I'm worried about that because I think his average is like two a season. Yeah. I so say, he's
1: got three, I think, since he's joined I'm, United. Well, there I'm you not, go. That's that's
0: a pretty much spot
1: yeah.
2: on his average. that as well, you know. Everyone says, Oh, they've got two, but two two guys that can head the ball's not a lot. We've not we've got a forward line of players that aren't very good ahead of the ball. You look at mm. you look at Liverpool's team, I hate comparing them, but you we have to at the minute. You know, they have a couple of players in mid. you know, the midfielders think Henderson's comfortable heading the ball. Firmino will get his head in the ball, Mane scores a lot of headers, and then you've got the centre halves as well. You know, that's five players he can put in the box. We've Marcus Rashford, God love him, cannot head the ball. He doesn't want to attack the ball at all. Get out. He doesn't want to attack the bottle. has got Martial, a decent header on him, but he can't beat a man and the a doesn't beat him. You know, it is, yeah. it's not from a corner. He's going to score a menu like that. No,
0: that's, I think that's part of the reason. Maybe we've got Edinson Cavani um, yep. talking of strikers. We spoke a little bit about this on the brew. I don't want to keep going on about it, but you two haven't had your chance to have on it. Mason Greenwood's been in the the that the, the newspapers. Yes. The Athletic ran a story on him. Saying that there was a few question marks around him in training on Friday. He wasn't putting in 100% effort, and then he wasn't available, obviously, for the Everton game. There's been a couple of stories during the rounds about whether he, you know, I hate using the word attitude because it paints the wrong picture, but whether he's applying himself in the right way Um, at times. We know the circus that went on with England, and, you know, when he invited the girls back to his room and Gareth Southgate threw him well under the bus. I asked this to Halston on the Brew last night and I think it's pretty much fair to ask you guys the same question. Um, You know, are you worried about uh, Marcus? Are you worried about Mason Greenwood at all? A little bit.
2: I think you have to be. I think the... the start with the talent he's got and, and the goals he was scoring he you know, scored 12 goals last year a gr- fantastic uh, you know
0: it's 20 in all competitions 20 right? in all competitions yeah. is unbelievable from like 17 I think 17, oh, was it sorry 17 yeah. goals
2: whatever it, between 12 and 20 <laughs> it's a decent return for an 18 year old who didn't play a lot in the first half of the season and when did was in you know was being rotated into squads and stuff like that was fantastic I think that you know to be, have to be left out of squads for other things than football reasons is bad. Now Ollie's come out and said that I think Ollie came out before, after the Everton game and said he was ill, said that he wasn't looking quite quite sharp in uh, in terms of training that way. I think the start story in athletics said that Bruno was getting frustrated with him not making the runs and things like that and then Ollie's come out and said that he was ill and it, you know that was the thing that was affecting him and I think Ollie's dealing with it right. Ollie's doing with it the right way is that you've got to take his word for it, let him deal with it, let them deal with it internally. Let them do that. And if he is ill, he is ill. If he's not, they'll work it out. But keep him away from the team. Don't put him in the spotlight. I think that the England, the whole England thing, you know, I think I, I had looked through the comments yesterday about on Howson's Brewing, people jumping on saying, it's not a Southgate problem who did that. No, but it wasn't just that that was the problem with Gareth South, that with the England thing, is he hadn't done an interview for Manchester United. Manchester United didn't give him the chance to do an interview. They said, you're not doing interviews yet. You're 17, 18 years old. We're going to keep you away from the interviews. You're just going to play football. He gets his first England call-up and he's he's selected and put forward to be on the press conference. There was no need for that. And then the first question <coughs> was about Harry Maguire. Mm. There was no need for that. You, you should have kept him away from everything. Still, yes, all that happened in Iceland with the Phil Foden incident, and you you can't really defend that. But this whole media circus around it—it it, it shouldn't be. He's an 18-year-old footballer. Let him do it. And then. Again, this goes back. To, I said this goes back to the board when when you don't sign another right winger this summer, which we were screaming. You know, whether it was Jaden Sancho or getting an alternative, it means that, that when Green was not in the squad, I can see it. That that gaping hole, that gaping hole in the squad. Look, you can see a Mason Greenwood size gap in the squad. You know, you can see he's not in the team because you're playing one matter. You're playing you're playing Dan James or you're changing the formation. Whereas if you'd have signed another right winger. Mason Greenwood, we're just playing the other lad today. We're playing Sar today. That's that's a decision we've made. Or we're playing the lads we've brought in. But because we've not got another person who's comfortable on that right hand side, you can clearly see when Mason is not in the team. And you can't protect him whether things are going wrong off the pitch, whether he is ill, whether he's you know, there's more questions about him because there isn't as many options.
1: I wonder how they deal with it, honestly, because we've seen players before at United where sometimes you think Oh yeah, they must have turned it around. Or you hear rumors of one of the rumors. It doesn't sound like you know. Is there's this crazy things going on? It sounds like one of them was like, oh, he just goes to bed late because he's playing FIFA. Yeah. Like some of it's just like innocuous kind of teenage stuff. Where you're like, well, we can't, you know, we can't really have it because you come, you, you you go to bed at four in the morning, so you're tired at training, which is a bit of a piss take because we give you hundred grand a week or you know, who you know, a lot of money, whatever it is. Um, but the other side, you think, well, he's nineteen. And that's what that's what kids do, isn't it? So is it, there's a balance to be drawn. Andros Townsend was talking about it. He was saying how maybe something like a sports psychologist or something like that that has helped him in in his life could maybe help him sort of with a bit of guidance and a way to kind of focus and put his his life in a in a in a. Kind of decide what, how to focus on what things, how to structure things better, how to, you know, go to bed instead of playing weekend lead till four in the morning. You need to go to bed at ten p.m. or whatever it is. And some of these things, hopefully, by the sounds of it, all of the, you know, you, you see it in some papers. The the son or whoever want to make a story as bad as possible. The angle is Greenwood's got an attitude problem. Bruno
0: fumes as Greenwood refuses like, to I try. Can't remember who it was? But do you remember the the hippie crack thing? Yeah, exactly. Put crack in the headline yeah. with Mason Greenwood. Yeah, Mason Greenwood smoked crack, what? Yeah. And oh no, it's balloons. No, it's, uh, it it's just a was- bit of gas that they put in. Yeah. We- he also brought start. that out a year after the picture had
2: been yeah. released. so all that, so is- there's
1: one, set, one side of the media that's trying to do that and then there's another side of the media that when you actually hear any specific examples of the things he's supposed to have done, it's he turned up a bit for training, he wasn't making runs for Bruno's passes. Like, these are things where you need to, you know... That's a non-story, that, is it?
0: Bruno was apparently annoyed that he but misplaced the pass. You can imagine Bruno going berserk every yeah. time anyone does that. That's not that a story. Anyone who's
1: ever played football at any level, myself included, who's played at junior level, if you if, if someone makes a pass and you don't make a run for it... Like yeah. people scream at each other all the time. That's not a story. It's, it's but, a nothing story. You know, if 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 it's more than we're seeing, if it's more than the actual specific examples, then of course he's being dropped from the squad. So something's going on, um, and obviously you want to see that turn around, and you need to make sure it's handled in the right way. But surely the club have enough about him. Have enough. You know we're not old-fashioned enough or he'll pull himself up by his bootstraps and he'll do it himself like hopefully we're you know what do we need to do here how's the best way to handle this and, and they'll sort it out um, a super subject there from Amjad, which is a good point uh, Joe he says Joe Luke Shaw didn't play in the severe game it was Brandon Williams that is true um, but there were certain games where Luke Shaw the ball he doesn't stop crosses very well as we can all see from watching him play but and he doesn't really get the, to the back post again the, 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 think, uh,
0: but he also says which was even worse at Istanbul, his positioning and defending yeah but the um, Istanbul Tulbeshik game. Just on Mason Greenwood. Well out position. We had Dave Pritt on and I spoke to a few other people that says Mason Greenwood's dad's quite hands on. He's gone yeah. to his games, always gone to his games as, as as a youngster, and a few people spoke to him. I Think that's a good sign. And nice, you've got it's it's he's start, still a kid for me. I know he's he's old enough to vote and all the rest of it, but he's still a teenager. His dad's obviously, you know, played a big part in his football career, mm-hmm. very close to him. So, you know, you think that it, it, again it's it's Mason Greenwood sort of had this little controversy with England, and maybe it's getting amplified, but it's one to keep an eye out. Before Mm. we wrap up, um, Wally of the Week. Start with you, bag as usual, Wally of the Week. Put me on
2: the spot there, mate. Wally of the Week. Uh, d- 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 not the Joe, me to go Yeah, yeah,
1: you you go, go on, on mate. Everyone who said that Everton and Ancelotti were like the best thing since sliced bread when we know it's actually the internet. Uh, but in uh, everyone who's going on like, Oh, why didn't we get Ancelotti, James Rodriguez, it would have been United's best player, Do Corey walks into that team, uh, Andre Goma, all the all this stuff. And I like Everton and they're doing well and they're overachieving and United haven't been great this season. But let's be honest. United were much better than them at the weekend. They've lost three games in a row now. And I'm not, this isn't me having to go at Ancelotti and Nemlock because he's doing a good job. But everyone who said that United c- couldn't even lace the boots of, of James Rodriguez because he's had four good games in three years, come off it. They're the wallies of the Week collectively.
0: Collectively, so Whoever wall- you are, you know who you collective are. Collective wallies of the Week. Go
2: on. Um, I'm going to go... You can see it's mad, this but supporting what Klopp, Pep, and Solskjaer have said. Whoever decided that the Premier League was exempt from having three subs? You've seen now that all this has come up, come about. You know, you've now seen the, the Premier League get into a bit of a rhythm. So many players pulling up injured, and you think, why are we, why do this to the footballers? Why why end up they doing? They don't this? deserve
1: arrest, rest, Alex. They get paid too much. If they, if they you know what if I was paid that much I'd never get injured I'd never get tired <laughs> if you paid me 200 grand a week Jay I could sprint for 10 hours in a row because that's how humans work yeah that's it it's
2: <laughs> like putting pennies and I love it it's like putting, it's, in it. it's it's like l- putting l- coins in the back of your head you put 200 grand's <laughs> yeah. worth in I, lo- I, love, like
0: I love that argument where it was like we had that lockdown and then people we had like three games in a week or whatever and people are saying, well, just have three months off. I can be tired. Yeah. It's that like, that's not how tiredness works. It's not like you can store up energy. I've honestly seen like at st- <laughs> Luke Shaw's injured, he's on two hundred grand a week,
1: so he can keep playing. You're like, you've co- got <laughs> you you no matter much weeks? money you're on. If your hamstring's good, you <laughs> no, can't You me to pay. Fix for yeah. that money. <laughs>
0: no, I'm now invincible yeah. because I earn two hundred grand a week. I cannot be injured. Um both, oh, both very good Wally's the week. I'll go with um Even though he's not a because it's hilarious. I'll go with the guy that books the press conference for (laughs) four, four seasons landscaping. I still think that's my favourite story, possibly of all time. The fact that there was like a a presidential press conference in the car park in front of a dildo shop (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) Wonderful. It is. It just is. It's quality. But whoever did that was a bit of a wally. Um, Guys, this has been The Devil's Podcast. That's been Joe Smith. You know where to find him. He's all all over the socials. Joe Smith 93 Thank you. That's been Alex Baggers. You know where to find him. Baggers underscore Alex. I've been Jay Motti. You know where to find me. Um, And don't forget to hit like, share and subscribe. Thanks for watching.